Okay, so I'm Stephanie Michelle. I'm sitting here for the shameless self-promotion episode of Chair D's comics you've never heard of that you should probably know. And did I get it? With your guest. With your guest, Jared E. I know. I was getting there. I'm just like, you have the longest freaking name of a show ever. I'm sorry. Had to make things difficult. Okay. But yes, I am here with Jared E. He is one of the comics that you should probably know. Day drinking, because that's what we do. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of go right into it. Go for it. All right. So how long have you been in comedy? Uh, I've been doing comedy uh, over eight years now. Okay. What? Why comedy? Um, uh, it's a really interesting story, actually. Um, I was fresh off a divorce. Okay. Uh, I just moved back in with my parents from uh, god-awful Kansas <laughs> after the divorce. The official time name. Yeah. And uh, all I was really doing was uh, drinking during the night, and then I'd sleep all day. Okay. Just hating myself. Uh, I was really at a low point. I was, uh, I was really actually starting to think that uh, a bullet was looking pretty tasty to me at, the, at that point. And then I was watching, I don't remember what special I was watching, but I was watching some special. And, like, in the back of my mind, like, I knew I'd always wanted to do comedy. Okay. But, like, I, I just thought it was just something famous people did like in between movies or something okay and but then like i was like i was just watching the special one day thinking about blowing my brains out and i was like well, i'm gonna give this a try and then three months later i did a i did an open mic and i just i haven't stopped since awesome i mean comedy's probably definitely preferred to the bullet <laughs> so that's always good it's so weird because usually as people are in comedy they're like i'm gonna kill myself like every day so you kind of went backwards with that okay so you don't remember what special it was i don't remember i think it was probably like i it might have been like jeff foxworthy okay okay but so you don't remember that special but are there any specials that stand out or any albums that stand out oh god um well like my parents always watched uh comedy as uh i was growing up so like i'd always like and like it always fascinated me so i remember i'd always stop and be like and like they were saying funny words and i'd be like this guy's talking about farting and so <laughs> like that's great and then um the the first special I, re I remember really sitting down and watching i was 12 years old and uh dennis leary's locked and loaded was on okay just, just came out on hbo and i just thought it was the greatest thing ever that's so funny. And then, of course... So is that the point that you were like, a comedy something I'd want to do? or Yeah. Just... Uh, like, I was just like any kid who wanted to be a singer, but like instead of uh, singing great songs in the shower, I was, I was, I was just killing it with, with these awesome jokes. You were killing it in the shower. <laughs> I was killing it in the shower. Good, good. Uh. So, I mean, okay, so that gets us to JRD at 12, listening to Dennis Lair. Like, what was young jerry like like i'm what, so curious because i know was, now what was well actually when i was a kid uh-huh if you want to believe it or not i was so shy i was just the shyest kid okay. you'd ever like like if i wanted like because like you know you know i grew up in a military family yes. right yeah so we were always moving so like i only saw my grandparents like once a year okay 
And my grandpa Bud always really intimidated me. So when I wanted to talk to my mom, or when I wanted to ask him something, I would go up to my mom, I'd whisper my question into her ear, and then she'd have to be like, Jair wants to know if he can watch a movie. <laughs> um, okay, so things have changed a little bit. Oh, you think? So, okay, so you go from whispering in your mom's ear. What does your mom think about you doing comedy now? Uh, well, she, uh, I don't really know what she, I think she, she's just happy that I'm, uh, I'm pursuing something I'm passionate about. Okay. I'm pretty sure my dad dies a little inside every day, though, as I continue to do this. <laughs> as he should. <laughs> but uh, I don't care, because uh, I disowned the prick. So, and th Okay, so I'm not going to ask questions about dad. Mark and those you can, you, you can you can ask questions about that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> they really have. It's funny is I only really had questions about your mom because I don't think I've ever had conversations with you about your dad. Uh, well, he was like a typical dad. He was, uh, you know, he was there, <laughs> kind of in the background. Uh, he only really got up and was like involved like during football and wrestling season. <laughs> See, it's so funny because you say typical dad. My my interactions with my dad are completely different. Like really? he was super involved in everything. He was the first one that was like, I want to come to one of your shows. and So I have a very different, like, I go to haunted houses with my dad. Like, we go drinking. So I have a very different relationship. Yeah, my, my dad was never really, uh, I want to be, like, when it came to football and wrestling, he wanted to be at everything. Got it. But, uh, like, if I had done a, like, when, when I was in the choir and stuff, like, He'd, be, he'd ask my mom, be like, do I got to go too? And my mom was like, yeah, you so got to go. You were in choir? I, I was in choir my senior year uh, just because, just so I could avoid taking another typing class because I, I just found typing class so boring. It is a very boring class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it was, so my options were either typing or choir, and I was like, I'm going to go sing. So when did you start getting out of your shell then? So you went from being very shy, not even being able to talk about Grandpa Bud. <laughs> um, well, uh, my Grandpa Bud married my... She was my grandma. I mean, okay. not biologically, but she she was grandma. She was a great grandmother. Uh, we missed her very much. Uh, my Grandma Donna. And um, she kind of... she's a, She was a psychoanalyst. Okay. So she was, she was very good at getting me out of... This uh, shy little thing. Got well, it. like talking to my family and stuff. And then, like as the years went on, and I, like I started developing more, like more people wanted to converse with me, and so I became. I had to become a little more social. And then by the time I was in middle school, I wanted all the attentions. So were you? Is that were, like did you start becoming a class clown at that point? Or no, actually. Um, so I was always really heavy into sports, and like everything was very serious. It was very serious. I couldn't show any weakness. I always wanted to be the class clown, but I had to be taken very seriously. So, uh, like, and then like as I got older, I, I became more social. More people wanted to hang out with me, but I also became a bigger prick. Okay. So you couldn't balance those out at all. No. Like, once in a while, I'd get a good little zinger in or something. Okay. But um, everything was very serious, which was weird because, like, I wanted to be the funny guy, but... Just weren't 
able to run across that. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just felt like if I, if I did that, it, it would, uh, people would perceive me as weak, mm -hmm. and I didn't want that. I was, I was very egotistical, macho dude. Okay. Back then. So when did the prick start fading away? And that's what I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I still don't I'm see like, it. I, 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 I mean, I deal with the prick every day. I mean. <laughs> that sounds so wrong on many different levels. No, not that prick. Not that prick. For clarification purposes, never. Thanks. It's not you. It's, I mean, it's you, but it's. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> it's not you, but it's you. It's not you, it's you. Um. So, okay. So you Why didn't you get, you, you all, you were almost like, ew. Like, you I were almost like, I mean, ew. I didn't say ew. I made an ew face, but they wouldn't have known. You had to point it out. Uh, <laughs> the purpose of My self-esteem is so high right now. That's what I'm good for. I don't know. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, we still have to spend 24 hours together. I don't know if that bet is still going on. I don't know either. I've, I've, I don't know if you, I've been okay doing the nice thing. I mean, other than I made an ill face and you pointed it out. Like, <laughs> I can't control my face. I'm sorry. Like, it's not going to happen. Oh, we all know you can't control nope. your face. That's an issue. But okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you got into this after a divorce. Have you had any relationships in comedy? Like, I'm curious on... Uh, you mean with like comedians or stuff? No, it, it, romantically with anybody. It didn't have to be comics. Uh, yeah, like one or two. I like, mean, I've slept around plenty since then. <laughs> okay. But uh, relationships-wise, uh, I was in a relationship with a. Sorry. That was weird. It's me. Weird follows me. <laughs> okay. No. That is actually uh, my old master from the Marines who came to see the show tonight. Oh. And I haven't seen him in 10 years. Okay. <laughs> so just kind of funny. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, super random. It's me. <laughs> random is my life. Okay, so you've slept around. Not yeah, that and too I, many questions. Last year, I had a girlfriend who was out of her goddamn mind. Like, like, I know you think, oh, she's dealing with you. No, she was fucking crazy. Okay, so not out of her mind, like, because you were way below her league, out of her mind because she was just batshit crazy. Yeah, she was just okay. fucking Okay, there nuts. was, like, a lot of different ways to go with that, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, she was just batshit, and she was, turned out, like, she was on meth, and I didn't know because, like, I've never been around it, so. I, yeah, I get that. So, okay, so do you think comedy and relationships are things that can actually go together, or? I mean, I don't know, because, like, I'm definitely, like, you're definitely going to come second, like, when it comes yeah. to comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like this, this is something I've been t chasing for almost a decade now. Yeah. And I'm finally starting to see, like, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Not a big light. I'm not... There's, like, a flashlight. Yeah, Somebody like... Somebody threw down a hallway. Not even. Like, a little laser pointer, almost. <laughs> You just okay. So if you have sirens in the back of every podcast, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> Why? Just so I don't know because if like, I hope somebody listens to this one and does the same thing I did during the Mike Sasson. Mike Sasson. Mike Sasson. During his podcast, where I'm like looking around for an ambulance or a police car because <laughs> I'm retarded. But okay. So, all right. Well, then also another interesting thing. I think you. So you're a parent. 
Yes, I am a parent. I have a I have a beautiful 14-year-old daughter, and uh, she's very beautiful, and that's a fucking problem. Because she's a teenager. Yeah, and I teach teenagers, so I understand the problem part of it. But how does she feel about you doing comedy? Uh, she thinks it's great, actually. Like, she's always... Like showing her friends like some of my old material, and she, which was like a lot of me just shitting on her mom, and she's like, oh, "He doesn't really hate her." I'm like, oh, "You don't even know." <laughs> it's much closer to reality than you are aware, child. But uh, yeah, she loves uh, showing it off. She she uh, wants to come to a show. I don't want her to come to a show until it's like a really, really big show. Got it. You know what I mean? My kids have been to my shows. Have they? Um, I kick them out when I go up. And they've only been to clean shows. See, I wouldn't But my kids are much littler. Yeah, yeah. But it's also shows that I produced, which is why. Yeah. So. See, uh, if if Kira came to one of my shows, like, I'd want it to be one of the uncensored ones. Because I I feel like that's where she... And, like, growing up, like... uh, my mom didn't censor my childhood. Like, yeah. And I think that was great. I think I think that's how a lot of kids should be brought up. Yeah. And it's really and it's really a problem in this day and age. People want to shelter their kids from everything. Well, I agree. I, I was I was raised in a very like this is how life is mm-hmm. and stuff like that and being exposed to a lot of stuff so I grew up watching movies that my friends didn't get to see. Yeah. Um but my kids are also 6 and 8. Yeah. So, yeah, my, I'm not I'm not quite there just yet, and I'm not ready for them to hear me. When they're older, yes. But I think, and also remember, I have to deal with custody stuff. So there's things I might say that might get back to their dad. Yeah. Well, when, when I was that age, like, uh, oh, me. yeah. Um, yeah. When when I was that age, uh, like I was watching Brewster's Millions. Okay. And stuff. And, like, when, when I was, like, I, I don't know, I think I was, like, seven or eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I just went up to my mom, and I was, I, I, like, I learned about Rambo. I was, like, I want to watch Rambo. And my mom was, like, okay, here's all three. <laughs> she just <laughs> let me go. She's, like, knock yourself out, kid. And like, they're very cheesy movies. Have fun. <laughs> I can see that a lot. Like, I let my kids see a lot of things and mm-hmm. read yeah, books that are probably... Well, they're not made for eight-year-olds because my daughter reads at such a higher level. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm fine with that, but I think I'm still just so self-conscious to yeah. do that in front of them. Okay, so do you remember your first open mic? Mm-hmm. Where was it? It was at this little bar, this little martini bar in Billings, Montana. It's no longer open. Okay. Called the Carlin. Uh, this girl named Lisa Woodward was running it. And uh, she's in. She's going for her law degree right now, I believe. Okay. But uh, yeah. And it was like three months after I was like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> that like I actually like got up on stage. But uh, she she ran a comedy open mic in downtown Billings. Just at this very. It's. I mean, it was a staple in Billings for years. The Carlin Bar. Okay. And I went up there, and I actually got laughs, which was weird, because, like, I was reading my set from, like, recipe cards. <laughs> like, basically verbatim, word for word, but, like, I was still getting laughs. And I did this, 
Like, I didn't do anything personal. Like, I did this, like, this, the story of Christmas, like, Joseph and Mary. Okay. But, like, I did it. Okay. Not from like, oh, you're not my real dad perspective, like that you've heard like a million times. Mm -hmm. It was more like about the journey. And then I remember some guy came up to me afterwards and he's like, that's so cool that like you don't, you don't buy into this religion stuff and everything. <laughs> and I was like, well, actually I'm, I, I, I was like, I very deeply believe in God because I do. And he's like, yeah, but like you don't buy into it. I was like, I don't think you're getting this. <laughs> And he's like, that's cool that you... I was like, but I do buy into... <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I very much so buy into all of this. <laughs> okay. like, just because I made jokes about it doesn't mean I don't believe it. Yeah. And so, that guy just walked away not knowing what I was about. I mean, that happens all the time, though. Mm-hmm. So that was your first one. Mm-hmm. How long did you do comedy in Montana before you came to L.A.? Uh, I worked out of Montana for six years. Okay. Yeah, um, and I got I had a lot of great opportunities in uh, in Montana. Um, Montana comedy competition was great. Uh, I did I did the Big Sky Comedy Festival. Okay. Which was actually my first festival, which is a very prestigious festival for your first festival. Mm -hmm. I uh, I opened for numerous headliners. Uh, I opened for Chris Kattan, Doug Stanhope. Very cool. Jeff Dye, uh, Mo Mandel multiple times. G so many A-list comedians. Yeah, and uh, I've worked with so many of my heroes. It's crazy. Like I've worked with Louis, uh, Louis Anderson. I thought you were gonna say Louis C.K. and be like, "Do we talk about this?" <laughs> No, I've never, I've never met Louie. <laughs> Not that Louie. No. Okay. And the yeah, the Montana comedy scene was uh, was very good to me, and it and it got me, and like it gave me many opportunities to go do comedy on the road. In many ways, I really miss miss it. So. What made you? What was the point that you decided you wanted to come out to LA? I knew almost immediately after I started doing comedy. But uh, people kept telling me they kept telling me uh, build your set, uh, work on you before you move, and so I, that's what I did. Okay. And uh, I think it was absolutely the best thing to do because okay. uh, I moved out here, and immediately people were like, "Oh, this guy's not messing around." Got it. I know it's a weird thing because um, so many of the comics that we work around aren't from here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I grew up here. <laughs> it's like all the Blue Crush references of like, I grew here, you flew here, like type of things yeah. in my head. Like, but I'm like, it's definitely interesting. So it's a, def a different perspective in comedy. How were your open mics when you first started coming here? Um, when I first uh, got here, like I did a bunch of open mics, but I just kind of I just kind of hung back before I started introducing myself to anybody. Like I wanted to get a feel for who was who, like who was really serious about this. Okay. You know who's funny, who's actually not, because you know the group you put yourself into says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted 
And I want to associate myself who are very serious about this because I'm very serious yeah. about this. And uh, I think I've picked a good group of friends. Um, like I like I started talking to Mikey, mm -hmm. and then like, but I didn't really like establish a group of friends out here until about last year when I met you, you and Patrick and Andy and them. Yeah, and then we became drinking friends. Yeah. I know. I think I remember like one time being like, are you coming out this weekend? Because you're one of my favorite people to drink with. I'm like, oh, I'm one of your favorite alcoholics. Like, that's so <laughs> sweet and sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think surrounding yourself in people that also you're like, oh, you want to get better at this. You want to move forward. This mm -hmm. isn't just a hobby. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm jealous of all of you guys because you guys can go so much in comparison because mm -hmm. I don't have that option, sadly. <laughs> Well, you are like my second. You're you're doing like my second option of teaching. Oh well, yeah. I was like, wait, what part of my <laughs> life? Because I do Girl Scouts and Cub Scouts, and <laughs> I don't have a lot of like sit down time in my life. Most parents don't. Well, yeah, and mine are still so little. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm doing a. I have a conference for school this week, and so I'm gonna be gone for like the next two days. Mm -hmm. And my kids are like, wait. You're not going to be the one putting us to bed and waking us up in the morning? Like, they're freaking out. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are going to be fine. I promise. Not I got you. I actually just got a new roommate. And he has twins. He has twins. Do they live with you too? Yeah, they live. Like, he has full custody. Oh, my gosh. And, uh. How old are the twins? They're, like, around, like, eight. Okay. And they were uh, watching the Disney Channel today. I was like, good God, kill me. Yeah. I know. My daughter's been like binge watching stuff on Netflix. And Did she watch her... that show, uh, Live and Maddie, or whatever? She didn't really like it. She thought it was kind of dumb. Well, that's what they were watching today. Yeah, no, she was watching. Um, she just got into Family Reunion, which brought up way too many what? racial questions. What's Family Reunion? It's a, actually it's really cute. So the whole thing, it's a football player and the family, like they live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he plays for the Seahawks. Yeah, probably, considering that's Seattle. Um, I kind of was in and out watching it. But then he has a family that's in Alabama, I think it is. And so they go home for a family reunion. And then they decide that they want to raise their family around family because they kind of feel separated from everything. So they move to Alabama. But then it's kind of dealing with a lot of stuff. So, like, a, a black family that's living in Seattle is going to have very different issues than a family that's living in Alabama. And so they, they talk about a lot about race. And race has been something that's interested my daughter because hmm. me being Hispanic and then her dad being white. So she kind of has this thing and she's like, she's very proud of being Hispanic. It's so funny to me. Mm -hmm. But so that's been like a huge thing. And she thinks like racial prejudice and she's my little social warrior at eight. <laughs> and so like even tonight when she found out the show that I'm on is called Rice and Beans. And she's like, mom, that's kind of a racist <laughs> name. And I was like, it, yeah, it is. And she's like, who came up with it? And I was like, Patrick and Andy and she doesn't know it she knows of Andy because Andy was supposed to go with me up to Portland last time to pick her up mm -hmm. but she knows Patrick and she's like I'm very disappointed in him <laughs> like, <laughs> me too all the time it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and so like that was kind of an interesting thing but yeah. okay so good luck being around uh, two eight-year-olds because my daughter's in the middle of like pu puberty I think I don't know she's driving me crazy how old is she again eight eight she's already in puberty I don't know she's just a pain in the ass I started puberty at, like, around nine-ish. I was 14. Really? I was such a late bloomer. Oh, my God. Well, you don't you don't want to hit it too early. Like, I found nut hair when I was nine. 
and I freaked the fuck out. I mean, I would freak out if I saw your nut hair also. Just so but I'd, shut up. Just listen <laughs> to the goddamn story. Like, I I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I was, and like, I didn't want to tell anybody. I was like, I don't want everybody to know what a freak I am. So I just went and got scissors and cut it. Wait, what? <laughs> I cut my my pubic hair. Did you cut yourself in the process or were you No, no, no. I'm, pr- I'm kind of proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, I, was, I was expecting like to be like, and then we were in the ER. <laughs> and it was a good day. <laughs> so what type of comic do you think you, do you consider yourself? I'll put it this way. If If Jeff Foxworthy were to produce a comedy special, <laughs> oh, hold on, stick with I'm me here. I'm holding. And he and it was still the blue collar comedy tour. Mm-hmm. And he just called it the New Guys. Okay. I expect I would be on the lineup. Okay. I mean, I I see that. Don't you see that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like I'm definitely like the blue collar guy, like. You know, I, I did. I've always done hard work. I was, I was a big football player. I was a commercial fisherman. Um, you know, done. I don't know how many hard labor jobs. Uh, I, I drink beer like it's water. Like I definitely like belong in that category. I believe. All right. I was told to be nice, so I'm trying to not <laughs> say the things that. No, hurt. no, you. you. You know I told you you don't have to be completely nice. Okay. Now it's gone. And now if I say it, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on being a better person. It's not going great. <laughs> I still don't think you can make it 24 hours. I don't think I can make it 24 hours. That's a long time. Well, like, well, Wait, and I know. I was like, I don't want to hang out with you for 24 hours. I mean, right? you're cool. But like, like we gotta spend sleep. the night together and shit? What the fuck? No, okay, wait, didn't we shorten it down to 12 so we didn't have to spend the night? No, I think we tried to shorten it down to 12. Like, 12, that... Because we've... Okay, we've stayed... An ex, an we've stayed an, at the same place before and slept in the same house before. Yeah. I slept in another room. Yeah. And, like, 12 is, like, a such more acceptable number. And that's still a long time. That is a long time. I don't know. Andy, we need to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not okay with 24. I'm not either. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't think you can handle 24 hours of me being nice to you. I don't think I could handle 24 hours of you. That's true. <laughs> I can't handle 24 hours of me. And now we're sad. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of brought that down, didn't we? Aw. So, <laughs> who are your inspirations in comedy? Like now, if you were to like to look at it um, today. Always loved Robin Williams and Den- like I said earlier Dennis Leary has I mean obviously there's Eddie Murphy there's Richard Pryor there's so many greats George Carlin yeah like it's so hard to just be like these are the guys who speak for me like I even love some of the blue collar guys like Ron White and Foxworthy and Engel I've seen like all of those specials and I don't know how like ever, I'm not against them. It's just I think like they were just they were so accessible. They were very accessible. Uh, Which is kind of awesome. Like my number one 
all-time favorite comedian I actually just found last year. Okay. His name's uh, Russell Howard. He, he's, uh, he's out of the UK. Okay. And he's just so animated and so hilarious. And, like, he's, he's spitting out, like, a joke, like, every six seconds. Just mm -hmm. boom, punchline, 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 That's punchline. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And, like, he... Because, like, he put a, uh, a special out on... Um, yeah, eat the meat. That's on Netflix last year. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, like, he's got other specials, and, like, they're, you can find them all yeah. on, on YouTube. Okay. Like, every single... And, like, everyone... The first time I watched every single one of them, like, about five minutes into the special... I'm in tears, and I'm I'm in tears the entire time I'm watching Oh, that's watching good. Them. That's always so much fun when you're like, you just you brought an emotion out of me. There was there was one instance where like I I didn't understand what he was talking about, and I think it was just like really like for the UK people, like this is their chunk of the comedy thing, because like like everybody in the audience was dying laughing I wasn't laughing because I didn't know what he was talking about <laughs> got it <laughs> but like I'm sure like if I was aware I'd been right on board there with them <laughs> so where do you pull the inspiration for your jokes oh my life man uh we're all just God's little cartoons man you know mm -hmm. and all you gotta do is open your eyes and be aware of what's going on around you. Like yeah. right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to write a joke about when my sister was uh, being potty trained. <laughs> because no, my sister wanted to be a boy. Okay. So goddamn bad. Okay. So when she was potty training, she knew that guys stood up and that girls sat down. Okay. And she had this little potty chair in the corner of the living room mm -hmm. and so when she had to go number one she would stand and aim herself at the potty chair okay so just so you know almost every girl has tried pee standing up <laughs> just so you're aware yeah but she did this like every time okay that's kind of awesome <laughs> like you learn real quickly that there that it makes a mess you're like you know what i'm not about this life <laughs> <laughs> Like, back then, it, I was just like, what are you doing? But now I'm like, I wish I could put that shit on Rewind. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That she, how long did she do that for? Oh, for almost a year. <laughs> Wait, she tried peeing standing up for a year? Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. she's like, I can grow a penis if I just try. There's, like, whole surgeries based around this. <laughs> so there's a thing called a go-girl. I've seen those, yeah. Okay. You need to... I should get her one. Get her one. Oh, my God. You need to get her one, and I think that would be amazing. Be like, remember that time that you just kept peeing everywhere? <laughs> remember every time you tried to pee standing up, and it just went right down your leg? I, that's Yeah, you just need to get her a go-girl and be like, this is so you don't make any more messes if you get that urge. <laughs> Have you seen the commercial for it? There's a commercial oh for it? Oh my gosh, it is the greatest commercial. So the commercial is, it's a girl wakes up from like a one night stand and look, she looks over at the guy and he's not very attractive or he's like super hairy or something and she's pretty. And so she like looks at him and she's like, 
So she like wiggles out of bed and she goes to the bathroom and she leaves like the bathroom door open so that when the guy wakes up, he can see her like peeing standing up. So he just like does this like freak out thing because I think he thinks he just slept with a, a dude. <laughs> and then he like just takes off. And it's so funny. And I'm like, I'm not giving it justice because like I giggle so much when I watch this commercial and you, you watch I, it. You should send that to me. I will send it to you because it makes me laugh. So much. Like I had friends that would be like, "Oh, we're gonna go to." Oh, There's hey. a puppy. Hello. You are fine. <laughs> Puppies are always welcome. We just she had a little too friendly though. I get it. Easily kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> too friendly equals. We just got accosted by dogs. They were so little and fluffy. I don't know. Okay. What kind of dogs do you like? Really? Okay, so this, I think you might be surprised. My favorite dog is actually an English Mastiff. I like big dogs. I love big dogs. Like, and that's the problem with this city. Let me tell you. Let me go on a rant right now. Okay. There are not enough dog-sized dogs in this city. You remember, I don't live in this city. That's right, you live in Riverside. I live an hour inland um, where dog-sized dogs exist. And we have backyards, which is why I make the hour drive <laughs> to come out here. And my kids go to a good school. I miss dogs. I, like, whenever I see one in the city, I'm like, whoa! I have a chocolate lab at home. What's your dream dog? An English Mastiff. Oh, you just said that. Yeah, that's my, if I, okay, so what is your dream dog? It's definitely, uh, like, my number one dream dog is definitely a Great Dane. Okay. And what I'd really like one day is to own a couple Great Danes and Nona. Uh, what was, uh, oh, I can't think of what they're called right now. What was that horrible movie where was they had the giant dog? Beethoven? Yeah. What the St. Bernard. St. Bernard, yeah. I'm like, there's been so many horrible movies with dogs. Okay. A lot. There's yes. been so many. Um, Every Airbud movie. I remember <laughs> wanting a St. Bernard and then seeing how much they shed and being like, I'm over it. I'm so over it. Oh my God. When my daughter was little, uh-huh. it was fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> so, me, my ex wife, my daughter, and my roommate, we stopped at this gas station, and there's these people that are clear, clearly like traveling across the country or something. They stopped at the same gas station to get some Lager. Anyways, they got their St. Bernard with them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was like, oh, look, Kira, look at the doggy. And, you know, she's like, oh, wow, a doggy. And she goes over there, and, you know, she's petting it and stuff. Uh-huh. Having a great old time. My roommate co- comes out, and he's like, oh, look at the doggy. And he goes over to pet the dog. And I, I, what I think happened, what I think happened <laughs> is that the dog thought, he was gonna do something to my kid. Oh no. And the dog freaked out. It just went roof, roof, and just starts chasing him oh all around our van. Like, dude probably did 10 laps. Oh my god. Finally, he's doing another lap and he goes, open the goddamn door to the van. So I have to slide it open. And he has to jump in. I have to slam it shut. And this dog just jumps on the van. Oh, my God. And it's just like... And it was was so funny, though. 
Because, like, my daughter, she was playing with the dog. It was no problem. He's like, this is awesome. A lot of big dogs are like that. Yeah, yeah. super protective. Like, we had an English Mastiff when we lived in Oregon, and we were on 100 acres, mm-hmm. but our house was right up against the street. Yeah. And there was only one house past us on the street we lived in, and it was up, like, half a mile. Mm-hmm. But the cars would, like, go speeding by. Because there's, there's a pasture across the street from us. There's yeah. only, like, cows behind us. And the, I remember my kids would, like, waddle towards the, the edge of, like, the grass line. Mm-hmm. And the dog would just go run in front of them and, like, herd them back. And I was just like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, after having that dog, like, my favorite dog changed. My daughter just told me her favorite dog is a husky or an Australian shepherd. Mm. So she likes dogs like dogs also. My, do- my son likes cats. I don't trust German shepherds. Me either. You don't? No. This was actually a huge argument between me and my ex-husband. Because that's his favorite kind of dog. Is it? And it's I a lot say, of people's favorite kind of dog. And I was like, I don't trust them. I've I seen mean, them be too vicious. Yeah, I have too. Like, when I was a kid, I never had good experiences with German shepherds. And if you don't remember, uh, the Germans used them to murder Jewish people. Like, Part of me is offended. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're letting the ancestors of many murderers into your... I was like, as somebody who has partial Jewish blood, I can't own one just on principle. <laughs> like, it might wake up and kill me. Like that's them, <laughs> them, and Rottweilers. Okay, I love Rottweilers. I don't trust. They, I've never had. Good, I've never had a good experience with the Rottweiler. No, it's just German Shepherds for me is the only one that I'm like, mm, I don't think so. But everybody's all against pit bulls, and I don't get it because like I they're love the pit bulls. they're the sweetest thing on the earth. I had a dog that was part. Pitbull part lab. I did too. That thing was fucking huge, dude. It's mine too. And but she had, like she had like the like the shorter nose like a pit like, like yeah, and yeah, then, she, like the muscles of a pit and she, oh my gosh. And then she just had like that deep deep bark and I freaking loved her. She this she was mostly lab, but like you could definitely like see the pit bull in her face. Yeah. She was 150 pounds, dude. Oh my gosh. She like I'd really, really like to get a look. At the males from that litter. Yeah, no, she was. She looked fierce. I mean, she was like the most playful thing. But oh, like, she she was the sweetest that's dog. That's so funny that we've had the same. That's like such a weird mix. Everybody's like, that's such. A sh-. I'm like, wait, what did you name her? Uh, she was named Missy, or Misty, and uh, like when when my because it was she was really my sister's dog. My okay. sister got her for her birthday because my sister really wanted a black lab. So they went and got her. And so they were calling her Misty, and uh, that just stuck. They were, got it. Yeah. Now we called mine Harley. Uh, what? Like, I've had some pets with some weird names, though. Just because of me. Okay. Like, I, like, my uncle gave me a cat, and I was like, your name's Bling. So there's a cat running around my mom's house named Bling. Um, okay. I had a rat that I named Rasputin. Okay. Because I was reading a book on the Romanoffs. And why not? And then I had a cat that we called her Tori, but her full name was Yakatori. <laughs> because when we lived in Japan, we used to joke around that no, we never found cats anywhere. And like the whole joke of like people eating their cats. And so we would go get street food and it was always Yakatori. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we're just eating a cat right now. It's fine. I'm emotionally okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got this cat, this tiny little thing, it was a baby. And I was like, Yakatori. And so we were like, so I think it was my ex-husband's grandma. She's like, oh, Tori's such a cute name. And then my ex was like, tell her why we named her Tori. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to tell her why. <laughs> <laughs> I 
when I was four, we got like one of the best. I'm not much of a cat guy, like as I, you just that, talked about two cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that that one cat that my uncle gave me, I just ended up giving it to my sister. I was like, here, its name is Blink. It's your this is your responsibility now. <laughs> but uh, this was one of the best cats I ever owned. Uh, and uh, we got it when I was like four. And my parents were like, okay, you get to name it. And I was like, Space Muffin. And they were like, you want to think <laughs> on it maybe? And I was like, nope. Nope, that is a good name right there. And I was like, this is Space Muffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Space and Muffins. Together, at last. That would actually make such a cute comic book. Space Muffin and a cat. Like, in, like I don't know. My head just went in so many different places. It's not great. All right. All right. We've got a little off topic. We did. We started talking. There was puppies, and I get distracted with small furry things. You might have seen my ex's. Um. <laughs> I have not, but that's okay. And yeah, we're not going to get into that right now. I'm in, a, I'm in an okay place there. Yeah. Okay, so do you have a favorite joke that you've written? Oh, I got a couple. Like, uh, <laughs> I have this one joke. I don't know if you've ever heard it, actually. Okay. Um, it's like, because uh, one year, my my daughter, she uh, she's really young, and uh, she really wanted an electric guitar okay. for Christmas. And I was like, she's... I was like, she's pretty young. Was, and so, like, I didn't get her the electric. Besides, like, I'd already done all my Christmas shopping and okay. stuff. But I was like, man, I sure would love to get her an electric guitar, though. Uh-huh. And the joke goes, like, like, in the joke, like, I get her the electric guitar for her birthday. And I go, there's a few reasons why. I was like, musical talent runs very deeply in our family. And it actually, it, like... Musical talent really does go deep in, in our family okay. roots. You know, yeah, I want my daughter to, to be able to express herself in artistic ways and mm -hmm. stuff. But the punchline to the joke is like, is uh, and it goes, uh, I fucking hate her mother. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there real quick. <laughs> and that's, that's probably like my favorite joke I've ever written. And it's just, you know, real quick, like, oh, this is a reason, this is the reason. But the most important reason is fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've been doing comedy for quite some time. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite memory of comedy? Like, do you have, like, a, a show uh, or anything like that that just, like, stands out above anything else? Uh, I was working the road. I was in Butte, Montana. Okay. Uh, and our booker put us up in this hotel. And the the hotel had a pool but it was like the middle of winter and neither neither me or any of the other comics there was three of us mm -hmm. uh brought swimming suits me and my buddy really but they had like a water slide and stuff so me and my buddy were, were really like we we should take advantage of this water slide and pool <laughs> so we go to this uh we go to this we go to walmart to go buy some shorts okay to go swimming in it's the middle of winter in Montana. There are no shorts to be found in in the Walmart. Yeah. What we do find are boxer briefs with superhero logos on them. As you do in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> he got Batman. I got the Green Lantern. Okay. 
And so we go there. We force, because the water slide wasn't up. We forced them to turn the water slide on. You should have. Yeah. And so we're going, and so we're just in our underwear. It's, it's all we got going on. And, we're, and so we're wearing underwear, swimming around in this pool. And then my buddy's like, are you, after we're done in the pool, he's like, are you hungry? He's like, I'm going to call Mark because I'm hungry. And there's a restaurant inside the hotel. Okay. You know, we put our shirts on, we dry off. And we just go from the swimming pool to the restaurant in our underwear. <laughs> and, and we were like... They didn't stop you guys from coming? No, they were... They're, we're like, we're ready to eat. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. As we're sitting amongst all these people in our underwear. Yeah, I, um, I question that restaurant right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's so, <laughs> so weird. Uh, there was, uh, there was the uh, South, South of Canada comedy tour. Uh, that was just a great time all around. Um, we, uh, we partied after every show. We went to Wyoming. We did shows in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. Okay. And like it was, we just had a lot of fun. Uh, I remember one night, I met this this nice young lady, and uh, she found out I was in the comedy show that had been in town. Mm-hmm. And so we exchanged numbers and stuff. And then I was like, I'll call you at the end of the night. If you want, you can come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get lucky. But then I run into her at another bar. And so <clears throat> we get back to talking and stuff. We're leaving. I'm like, hey, we're going back to the hotel. And this guy's with her. It turns out she's got a boyfriend. She didn't tell me anything about a boyfriend. No, they usually don't. Yeah. And this guy is fucking livid. And he's trying to pick a fight with me. It's like, and it's like a guy that shouldn't be trying to pick a fight with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got it. And, but like, I wasn't about to get arrested in Rapid City, South Dakota. So I just kind of blew him off. But not on my bucket list. Yeah. But like, like we're walking. He's <laughs> just like, is that what you do? You just go from town to town, try to pick up other people's girlfriends. I was like. I'm not the one you need to be mad at. You're like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had a lot of fun in comedy. Uh, I got to meet uh, Doug Stanhope. That was awesome. Like, you watch Doug Stanhope's comedy, and you just think, this guy's a real asshole amongst people. Like, you just figure he's just this huge prick. But, uh... He's like one of the n- nicest people, like out of people, really? I've, I've ever met That's in my so life. That's so funny, right? I love the the personas, like on and off stage sometimes. Yeah, he's just he's just like the sweetest, nicest guy, nicest guy, like very humble, very humble, like very appreciative of his fans. That's so funny. When I opened for him, though, uh, he. Like, he went up on stage, and he's like, give it up for everybody you've seen. And he's like, such and such, such and such. Give it up for Jar. I was like, I'm Jar tonight. Like, <laughs> I might call you that from now on. Like, I'm not correcting Doug Stanhope. 
Would you correct? I feel like you wouldn't correct me. I feel like you would just give up with me. I don't know. I would correct you. It's not going to go anywhere. I'm working on being nice. Okay, yeah. Jer. <laughs> do you have a least favorite memory in comedy? Like one of those moments you look back and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? I do. Okay, what is that one? So, um, I was hired. Like, my buddy was doing these uh, holiday shows. He always goes back to Montana. And, like, he makes a good chunk of money during the holiday season. Okay. And he's like, hey, I'll pay you if you can open for me. And I was like, yeah, bet. And so, we do this, uh, we do this show for Master Lube, which is not as dirty as it sounds. Okay. It's like this oil changing place. For your car. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, a lot of people are like, oh. like when they saw that, they're like, oh, what's that? I've lived other places other than California. <laughs> but anyways, but it was like a family thing. It was like a family Christmas party. Okay. And I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know if you've ever heard my joke about uh, Catholic priests. Uh, I don't think I have. Oh, well, I got this great joke. And it's like, it's about how my mom doesn't trust anybody. Okay. Because she worked, because she, uh, it, like, she hasn't trusted anybody ever since she started working in prison. That's just, that's just a funny fact about her. Like, she started working in prison, and she's like, I don't trust anybody anymore. And so I was, so, like, the joke is, whenever I bring home a new friend, she didn't trust, she didn't trust anybody. And I'm like, and, and, like, the joke goes, uh, don't let him babysit. He's a perverted child molester, I can tell. I'm just like, Ma, just because he's a Catholic priest does not automatically make him a child molester. <laughs> Got it. So I'm doing that joke in front of all these people while kids are, like, running around. Oh, my God. And, like, it doesn't dawn on me until, like, I'm mid-joke and I'm like, Oh, no! Good job. And then we got some emails. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely not reading the room on that one. Good job. Yeah. So if you were to give, if somebody came up to you right now and said, hey, I want to get into comedy, do you have any advice? What would you tell them? Uh, first of all, i tell them, think about this. I mean, <laughs> don't. This, yeah. <laughs> Just, it'll be a lot easier for me if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need the competition. Yeah. We got enough of it. <laughs> like how your advice is very self-serving <laughs> it's bad but I, I would I would tell him no I'd be like give it a lot of thought I like don't just show up at a few open mics and be like yeah I'd be like I'd be like think if this is something you really want to pursue mm -hmm. and then if you think about it and you decide yes this is absolutely what I want to do uh, just go and do it. Yeah. And just do it as much as you possibly can. And when you fall down, uh, pick yourself right back up. And before you even realize something bad happened, <laughs> just keep going. Just put your head down and keep going. Got it. So, what is your big goal in comedy? Uh, I want to get to a point. Where people pay to come out and see me. They're like, I want to get to a point where people are like, oh, JRD's in town. Let's go to the JRD show. Got it. 
So that's, I mean, that's a really good goal, I think. Yeah. Have you had any shows, like, where you've got, like, done that and the people come out for you that weren't, like, friends and family? Um, I've had a few, not a lot. I've definitely met some people who are like, I was so excited when I saw you on the bill. I'm like, what? Very cool. Um, sorry, I'm, like, having to message my mom about the kids because she's with my kids right now. Oh. Um, so it's like, the phone is here. Have them call their dad. Um, so big goals. Do you have any, like, big like bucket list items that you're like I want to check this off my comedy list well um this wasn't really on my list but it's a cool thing that just kind of sort of happened uh mm-hmm. I did a movie last year okay and I, it's at Walmart uh, it's going to be available at 5,000 Walmarts very cool congratulations yeah I, I didn't get paid a single dime for the movie but your face is on the cover yeah yeah so there's that yeah and, and I mean, how many shows do we do that we don't get paid for? Oh, so many. So many. I got paid more doing comedy out of Montana than I do out here. I can see that. I get paid more in Riverside than I do in LA. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I definitely see, it's like, oh, there's a, there's not a, it's like, if here it's like, you're like, oh, am I getting paid? And they're like, oh, I can find somebody else. And you're like, cool. Good talk. Um, <laughs> in smaller places, it doesn't seem to be but yes, as easily replaced. I'd also like to get some, like, some speaking roles on television and okay. stuff. Okay. Like, it'd be cool to uh, at least have one role in, like, a major motion picture or something. That'd be something I'd be into. Very cool. Do you have, um, I know we're almost at an hour, and we both have to, like, go run around right now. Yeah. Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, I have a show tonight, actually. Ooh. At the the Cosmic Vinyl. it starts at 8.30. It's in Echo Park, and Echo Park's having their uh, Echo Park Rising. So probably nobody's going to, from that's hearing this, is going to get there. <laughs> no. Oh, is it live? Oh. oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. So, okay, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really great show. It's a very prestigious show. It's kind of hard to get on, so... I never... That's so cool. I love yeah. Echo Park. Yeah, it's at a... Like I said, it's a cosmic vinyl uh, come out. Uh, like they got this uh, big thing happening, Echo Park Rising. I'm not sure what it is, but I guess it's something that happens in Echo Park. God, that, there's a lot of history around that area. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, as somebody who's from local, there's a lot of history in that area. <laughs> Just so you're aware. Okay, and then how would somebody follow you to find out when you have more shows coming up? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Jared uh, Comedy. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, just uh, search Jared, but uh, I'm not very active on Facebook anymore. I feel like Facebook's kind of dying. Facebook's honestly. dead. It is kind of dead. I use it to send pictures of my kids to their grandparents. Yeah, I really only use it to like keep in touch with like older family. <laughs> yeah. All right. How would uh, somebody reach you? So for me, it's Twitter and Instagram. It's um, underscore Steph Michelle. So but I do Steph, S-T-E-F, and then Michelle's M-I-C-H-E-L-E because my mom decided to make my life uber difficult <laughs> and spell none of my names Uber's right. not a sponsor of this, by Uber the way. Uber's not a sponsor, <laughs> no. But, yeah, so that's the easiest thing. I know I have a show in Upland coming up on oh. the 29th that I'm producing in a comic book store 
and super excited. It's I'm not on the bill. Uh, do you, I gave you a specific reason why you're not on the bill. Do you remember the reason? <laughs> Tell the people the reason. Because you look like the type of person that would bully the ones that shop in the store. I was the type that bullied. So I accurately gave you that one. <laughs> but no, it's been super fun. Thank you for letting me guest host. I hope I, I did your podcast justice. I hope so too. I'd probably not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, but thank you, Jay. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, tune in uh, next time. All right, bye. Bye bye.